The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Peace be with you. And <laughs> and again, peace be with you. And again. Peace be with you. Anytime we hear something repeated in scripture, we know to pay attention. And in today's gospel, Jesus says these words not once, not even twice, but three times. When Jesus finds his disciples on that first Easter evening, he offers this greeting to them. But his words are more than an elaborate hello. Jesus knows they are afraid. They are hiding. And the very first words 
he speaks to them, our peace be with you. There's actually no verb in the Greek phrase, and scholars say his words are better translated as peace is yours, or peace is with you. It's not wishful or aspirational. It is a declaration. You are my disciples, and with me you have peace. Peace be with you may be easy to say when we're here in the pews, but sometimes it's hard to believe and harder still to feel. Maybe for some of his followers, seeing Jesus resurrected, risen from the dead, was even more frightening than seeing him crucified. The dead are supposed to stay dead after all. But after his declaration, Jesus spends time with them and shows them his hands and his side. And John the Evangelist says then that they rejoiced. And we remember that Jesus promised, I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take that joy from you. But in the both and world that we live in, I imagine that the disciples both experienced this joy and had questions and lingering anxiety. After all, the political leaders were still angry at Jesus' followers, and the disciples' future was uncertain. But as Jesus reminded them of their purpose, to be sent out, just as God had sent Jesus, they had to be wondering whether being like Jesus would mean they would die the death that Jesus died. So Jesus repeated this assurance to them again. And in that moment, perhaps they were able to recall when he told them, in me you have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. <clears throat> Jesus promises joy and peace that come out of knowing him as Lord. And God's promises are never arbitrary, nor can they be compromised by circumstances. We can rely on God's word to us even when we feel uncertainty or we are afraid. The disciples who were with Jesus on that first evening were excited to tell their friend Thomas how they had seen the risen Lord. Do you remember Thomas? He was the one who spoke up when Jesus was telling the disciples about the way to the Father, and he told them, you know the way to the place that I am going. It was Thomas who said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? often mischaracterized as doubting Thomas. He wasn't there on that 
first night when Jesus appeared to the other disciples. We don't know where he was or why he wasn't with them when Jesus appeared, but he wasn't. So he missed it all. He missed seeing the risen Lord. He missed seeing the marks in his hands and in his side. He missed hearing Jesus' declarations of peace and his reassurances. So it isn't so surprising that when the other disciples told Thomas that they had seen Jesus, Thomas doesn't believe them. It's not doubt. It's not believing. Really, he's not so unlike the disciples who heard the woman's proclamation at the tomb. That the tomb was empty. The proclamation that we heard in the resurrection story last Sunday on Easter morning. Luke said most of the disciples judged the women's words to be feverish babbling. They didn't believe them either. But here Thomas speaks up for himself again and tells the disciples he wants the experience that they have had. He wants to experience the risen Lord to see Jesus for himself. And the next time Jesus finds the disciples together, Thomas is there. And Jesus doesn't chastise him or ridicule him. Instead, he repeats his assurance of peace for a third time. And he offers his body to Thomas, inviting him to touch the very marks that Thomas was wondering about. And his invitation provokes Thomas's confession of faith. My Lord and my God. Faith in John's gospel is always about knowing Jesus. It is never an intellectual exercise. It is never something that we stay in our heads. It is in our hearts. It is about being in relationship with the risen Lord and knowing him. Jesus appears to the other disciples and to Thomas, and he doesn't demand anything. He meets them where they are. He invites them to see him, to listen, and to follow. He offers his own body so they can satisfy their questions. He promises joy and peace amid uncertainty, a peace that comes in the midst of conflict and threat rather than as the absence of such. Someone this week imagined the disciples were like the refugees in Mariupol, Ukraine, shell-shocked, living in hiding, subsisting but not thriving, fearfully listening for foreign soldiers knocking on the door. To those who have lost everything, Jesus says, peace is yours. Here in our corner of the world, few of us 
have experienced the fear of being refugees or the difficulty of living in wartime conditions. But we still know conflict, fear, and condemnation. We know the emptiness of loss, and we know the terror of loneliness and isolation. Amen. And to each of us, Jesus says, peace is yours. This healing and reconciling peace is ours, that we may be witnesses, that we may go out, set like Jesus, to a hurting world and share the stories of how God has shown up behind locked doors in our hearts and in our lives and given us peace. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus, whose very presence brings peace into a hurting world overcome by fear. Thank you for your grace that finds us, forgives us, and invites us into life with you. May we always bear witness to the difference your peace and presence makes in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.